Hey, welcome to day 193 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I wanted to share a few highlights from our readings of 2 Chronicles chapter 27 and Isaiah chapters 9 to 12. In 2 Chronicles chapter 27, I found it interesting. Another king of Judah, Jotham, starts rule, and he does what's pleasing in the Lord's sight, like his uh, ancestors had done. However, he, like his ancestors, he never got rid of the corrupt practices that the people of Judah were doing, which um, d- it's from what's written down here doesn't seem to affect him as much, but a- as he, if the Bible does say King Jotham became powerful because he was careful to live in obedience to the Lord his God, but he didn't uh, get rid of the unjust practices of Judah, which was interesting to read again. But I really wanted to focus on Isaiah, the chapters that we read here. Uh, specifically, I wanted to look at Isaiah chapter 10, uh, verses 5 to 19, where um, God says that after he uses Assyria to conquer Israel, that um, he'll get rid of them and punish them for what they've done to Israel, which is really interesting. God talks about how he's using Assyria as a tool. And I just want to read from verse 12. It says, after the Lord has used the king of Assyria to accomplish his purposes on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, he will turn against the king of Assyria and punish him, for he is proud and arrogant. He boasts, by my own powerful arm I have done this. With my own shrewd wisdom I have planned it and carried off their treasures. I have knocked down their kings like a bull. I have robbed their nests of riches and gathered up kingdoms as a farmer gathers eggs. No one can even flap a wing against me or utter a peep of protest. But can the axe boast greater power than the person who uses it? Is the saw greater than the person who saws? Can a rod strike unless a hand moves it? Can a wooden cane walk by itself? Therefore the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, will send a plague among Assyria's proud troops, and a flaming fire will consume its glory. The Lord, the light of Israel, will be a fire. The Holy One will be a flame. He will devour the thorns and briars with fire, burning up the enemy in a single night. The Lord will consume... Assyria's glory, like a fire consumes a forest in a fruitful land, they will waste away like sick people in a plague. Of all that glorious forest, only a few trees will survive, so that a f- so few that a child can count them. So I just found it interesting. God's basically saying um, Assyria is his tool, an entire nation is his tool, which seems crazy to hear. But then you think about it, and like God is so big that it's something like a nation can be used as a tool like that. And he was saying that to the people of Israel, uh, which I found really interesting. And after this, in chapter 10, verse 20, um, it talks about how God talks about how he'll leave a remnant of Israel left after Assyria uh, conquers them. And that that remnant will still be there as the nation of Israel. And afterwards, in verse... uh, 23, it says, Yes, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's army, has already decided to destroy the entire land, uh, the nation of Israel. So this is what the Lord, the Lord of heaven's army says, O my people in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians when they oppress you with rod and club, as the Egyptians did long ago. In a little while, my anger against you will end, and then my anger will rise up to destroy them. Which stuck out to me, because that'd be hard to do. If you were in a, a nation getting oppressed, people around you are dying, and you're all slaves. It'd be hard to hear someone say, don't be afraid. I, I feel like I'd probably still be afraid to 
be honest. Like I, I wouldn't be able to afford as much with that. But Isaiah says that the Lord says, do not be afraid, which I found was really interesting. And it would be hard to do, but it's true that God was uh, staying strong through that. And the last little bit I wanted to point out was basically all of chapter 11. It was really interesting to read through um, some more prophecies of Jesus coming. And just like the fact, uh, like verse 5, he will, rear, he will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. And then chap, uh, verse 10 says that in that day, the heir to David's throne, Jesus, will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. I thought that was really interesting too. So those were the few points that I kind of got out of this. I uh, found it quite interesting. An interesting read today. But yeah, so may you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit and join us tomorrow for another highlight. Thanks.